You're listening to Grow Daily by Rafina Mitchell, a place where you can grow, learn, and reflect. A place where I have open conversations on various topics and where I break them down by sharing my own personal experiences, insights, and reflections in hopes that you leave this podcast with a few keys that could help you in your everyday life. And today I'm going to be talking about negative thinking. feeling when you're constantly being consumed by your thoughts like most of us we're human we have feelings emotions expectations worries the list can go on and our minds can be in various places at once and it can be a lot and i'll be lying to you if i said that all the thoughts that have ever popped into my head have been positive and i can only speak for myself when i say this Negative thoughts are inevitable. They are going to happen whether you like it or not, but it's really up to you to decide whether you listen to them. Because at the end of the day, thoughts are just thoughts. Negative or positive, they come and they go, but for some reason, we allow these negative thoughts to take control. And everyone's been there, whether it was convincing yourself to start that project, Text that person you like or go for that run, I'm sure you had to break through some sort of mental barrier to take that first step. Which begs the question, why is it so hard to just see the glass half full instead of half empty? And why do we even default to negative thinking? And why is it even something that we have to put up with in the first place? It's okay to have these thoughts, but it's when you start to believe them or the negative ones, that's when things get a bit tricky. And I I have to constantly remind myself to this day, it's just a thought and you shouldn't believe every thought that you have. But it wasn't always like that for me. I would find myself down deep rabbit holes of negative thinking, holes I didn't realize I was digging until it was too late. I just want to have an open conversation about negative thinking and talk through some techniques that can help you combat the next time you find yourself buried 10 feet under your own thoughts. I've struggled with my thoughts and how they have weighed me down. If I had a dollar for every time I let a negative thought dictate my action, I would be really rich. And it's something that I want to improve on because for a long time, I felt as though I had no control over what popped into my head. But after listening to podcasts, reading articles over the years, it's really a matter of whether you listen to those thoughts. And for me, I used to listen to them every single time they popped into my head. And I would ask myself, why am I so unhappy? And why can't I only see the glass half empty? And for a few years, I didn't realize it at the time, but I was letting my thoughts dictate everything that I did, but more importantly, everything that I didn't do. And the first step for me in trying to overcome this constant battle that I had with negative thinking was I started to view my mind as a garden. It's rare, right, that we see our minds as gardens, 
but you'll be surprised how much our minds have in common with a thing that's in your backyard. So a garden. You plant a seed into the soil and it grows into something. And with care and attention, that plant grows into something beautiful like a flower or whatever you're growing. But every garden has weeds. And weeds are this ugly guy thing that starts to grow when a plant doesn't have the love, care and attention that it needs, that a flower needs. And weeds don't grow into something beautiful, vibrant like a flower, but rather weeds take the light, the water, the nutrients that allow that flower to grow and flourish. And once a weed digs its claws into a flower, it's game over. And in our minds, we decide what grows in our garden. Positive thoughts being the seeds that we plant, nurture and water, and negative thoughts being the weeds that grow and consume the seed you plant and stops its growth. It's common sense, right? You take care of something and it grows and it flourishes. You don't take care of something, it dies and falls apart. And if you were to view your mind as a garden, you'd want that garden to be beautiful, zen-like, alive, vibrant, rich and healthy. But the reality is, if you're someone that has allowed negative thoughts to consume your mind, your garden is going to be flowerless, grey, weeds everywhere, falling apart, and it just isn't a pretty picture. And guess what? Nothing grows there. Plant ideas and thoughts that are going to grow into something amazing. Plant thoughts of love, joy, passion, drive. Stop planting seeds of doubt, insecurities, loneliness, fear, all the things that get in the way of growth. Remember, whatever you feed your mind, that's what it will become. If you feed it negativity, you'll be someone that's fearful, anxious, doubtful. Or feed it positivity and you'll be someone who's loving, creative and open to opportunities. You may not have control over the thoughts that come and go, but you do have control over what ones you listen to. Auto-suggestion. James Allen said that a man cannot directly choose his circumstances, but he can choose his thoughts, and so indirectly, yet surely shape his circumstances. And he couldn't have been more right. I love James Allen's work. If you haven't already heard of him, go search him up. So thoughts come and go. You hold the power whether to listen to your thoughts or not. Really treat your mind as a garden, plant seeds and not weeds. But what if you want to place a thought in your mind? Obviously positive, but really drill a thought into your brain until you speak whatever's in your mind into existence. Most successful or even just driven people have mantras that they live by where they're repeating thoughts of actions that they're going to either in the short term or long term do. Consistently repeating these thoughts until that one thought or idea is so engraved in their mind it's simply impossible for them not to actualize it. And this is called auto-suggestion. Napoleon Hill coined the term and it means an intentional repetition of an idea either verbally or mentally and when that idea is fueled by some sort of positive emotion and actual belief in the outcome it strengthens the idea and thought to then be manifested into reality. If you follow sports like I do and you watch a lot of athlete interviews and documentaries, 
They always talk about how they visualized the success. They told themselves they were going to be champions day in and day out, and eventually they become champions. They became champions because they were using auto-suggestion. Without that belief and constant reminder from themselves and the visualization of their success, they would never achieve the heights they do. And in no way, shape or form, am I an athlete? As much as I would like to be, I'm not. But everyone has a dream and a goal, or they're just striving to be better, whether it's eating better, getting a better job, or just improving life in general. Not only do you have to plant that positive thought, but you also have to visualize it. You know, if you want to get into amazing shape, you have to visualize working out. If you want to be someone who wakes up at 6 a.m., you have to visualize waking early. You want to improve your diet you have to visualize eating healthier a 2011 study by scientists at mcgill university in montreal found that when told to eat more fruit people who envisioned every step of the process and reaching for it biting into it enjoying it were more successful than those who just generally thought about eating more fruit so whatever you're trying to do whether it's eating healthier you're wanting to work out more ASAP project, visualize the experience, mentally prepare every detail, and by doing this, you become more confident in completing that task. Well, it makes sense, right? You hype yourself up to go for a run, you visualize yourself running, it only increases your chances of having a successful run, hitting that BP, or just being able to run without stopping, in my case, compared to forcing yourself and not visualizing it, you'll be more inclined to give up and walk back home and watch Netflix. Auto-suggestion and visualization can be used in your everyday. And once I started to implement it into my daily routine, I found that I was more productive and I did things with intention. Even if it was preparing food, doing the chores around the house, completing that to-do list. I found that if I wrote it down or even just spent at least 10 minutes visualizing the simplest of things, 9 times out of 10, I would get it done. And if you're someone that wants to work towards something, whether it's big picture like writing a book, starting up a business, traveling, getting into shape, auto-suggestion helps a lot because everyone has those days when they're just not feeling the greatest. Either you're feeling tired, lack of direction, and if you say you don't have those days, well, sir, you are lying because everyone has those days either in their week, month, or year. I know that I do. But if you're constantly reminding yourself of your goals and what you want to achieve, it drives you even when you don't feel like doing the things that you need to do. It's just like a little reminder that you need to remind yourself sometimes when you feel like you're falling off. Hey, if this is your first time tuning in, I want to encourage you to subscribe to the show. If you're someone that's interested in learning and seeking mental clarity and forming better habits, this podcast is for you. By subscribing to the Grow Daily podcast, You'll be a part of the growing community and you'll be able to listen to all the interesting episodes that are coming up in the next couple weeks. You can find the Grow Daily podcast on all your favorite podcasting platforms. 
let's get back into it. It's crazy how inserting a few positive thoughts into your mind um, can help in terms of habits, in terms of overall happiness and well-being, you know, rather than defaulting to negative thinking, which I'm not too sure if you guys are like me, but I'm always defaulting to negative thinking. But if you're implementing this idea of auto-suggestion and treating your mind as a garden, you'll be surprised how easy it is to avoid negative thinking. I'm going to leave you with an amazing quote that I read not so long ago by the amazing Gabby Bernstein. And she said this, each thought that you have informs your energy and your energy manifests into your experience and your thoughts and energy create your reality. And finally, ants. You're probably thinking, what are ants? And no, they're not the insect-like creatures that live outside in your garden or linger around your compost bin. No. Dr. G. Amen, a psychiatrist and physician, coined the term and it stands for automatic negative thoughts. Automatic negative thoughts are in a way self-inflicted and self-fulfilling. I know for me, anyway, 90% of the negative thoughts that I default to in whatever situation I am in only exist in my mind. And they're not an accurate correlation of my reality. And if you're thinking negatively all the time, you don't expect good things to happen. And so you don't even try to make them happen. Perfect example of this is when I was studying at university. I dreaded exams like you wouldn't believe, and as the good student that I thought I was, I studied for all the exams I took, but some exams were harder than others. There were a few that I dreaded, and I would tell myself, I am going to fail this test, I am going to fail no matter how hard I study, and funny enough, I failed. I failed a few times actually, and that was in my first year of university. But as years went on, I shifted my mentality to just do your best, you'll pass. And I never failed again. I did the same amount of study, but I stopped engaging in ants and I started to pass my exams. Everyone experiences ants in their life, some more than others. And I heard from Trevor Mollard in a Tom Billy podcast. I'm not sure where he got it from, but he said this. If someone says something out loud, it's 10 times more powerful than if you think it. And when I heard that, I was like, mind blown. So true, because take my exam example. I told myself over and over again, I was going to fail. And what did I do? I failed so hard. And if you're saying negative thoughts out loud, Ultimately, you're predicting and perpetuating exactly what you don't want to happen. And here are some common ants that people go through on a daily basis. And I've selected these ones because I feel like personally, I go through these more than other ants. And here they are. Always thinking. Always thinking is when you think in words like always, never, no one, everyone, everything. 
examples of this is no one likes me i can't seem to do anything right i'm never going to do that thing if you were to tell yourself that you have not said those words to yourself you'd be lying because i know i have and it's very common for people to do this um i find myself doing it a lot um but yeah try stare clear and lean in towards other words that aren't always never no one and everyone focusing on the negative i swear that everyone does this one this is where you only see the bad in whatever situation that you're in whether you're trying to apply for a visa or you've applied for a certain course or degree or maybe it's even asking somebody out you can only envision that person or the entity saying no and flat out rejecting you i don't know why we do this maybe we've been conditioned um from our parents or through media but focusing on the negative just doesn't help your situation at all and it only makes the situation worse mind reading i love this one well i don't really love it i kind of have a love-hate relationship with it because it's an ant that i do all the time and mind reading is when you believe that you know what another person is thinking even though you have no idea what they're thinking i struggle with this one I would say on a daily basis, um, whenever I make a mistake in whatever situation that I'm in, I always think that that person either hates me, thinks less of me, or judges me just based on that one mistake. But in reality, that person probably doesn't even care. So yeah, be mindful of mind reading. Guilt beating. Guilt beating is when you think in words like should, must, have, like telling yourself you're going to have this done by XYZ at a certain age or telling yourself you have to have a dream job or that dream girl by a certain time and when that time comes you don't have those things you start beating yourself up about it. I used to do this a lot when I was much younger but the older I got the more I realized that life's a gradual journey and nothing happens overnight. There are a few more, but those are the ones that I've experienced and I feel are close to my heart and I feel like those are the ones that you have to watch out for the most. So next time you notice an ant into your mind, challenge it. Turn it around. Turn it upside down. Recognize that it's just a thought at the end of the day. It's simple, right? Thoughts are just thoughts. And if you do this on a consistent basis, over time, when you recognize the ants, you take the power out of the ant, allowing you to gain control over your mood and your happiness. And this has been a recent discovery for me. But once I heard of the term and I looked into it, I realized that I was letting a lot of ants into my life without even realizing it. And I was so surprised how much I let ants automatic negative thoughts control my life to a certain degree negative thinking is something that i've struggled with all my life and i feel like most people do and you know what it's okay at the end of the day we're all human some days we are going to have off days where we feel as though the world is pointing against us and i felt that more than i should have which made me question my thoughts and how and why they were dictating my life and over time i realized that i had more control over my mind 
than I originally thought I had. Really understanding that ultimately, you don't have control over your thoughts, but you do have control over what ones you listen to. It's all about discovering that you have the power whether to plant good thoughts in your head or negative thoughts. So that's seeds versus weeds. Using tools like auto-suggestion, visualization, to help action those behaviors. And not just telling yourself to think positively because sometimes that's unrealistic, but really shift your mindset so you build a strong foundation so it's harder for those negative thoughts to get inside your head. I hope this information dump on negative thinking has helped in any way possible. I feel like most people go through this on a daily basis, but are too proud to say they do. But I swear everyone does. For me anyway, still to this day, I'm constantly filtering out negative thoughts that circulate in my mind. And I hope it's helped you guys in any way possible. It's definitely helped me. And like I said, negative thoughts are inevitable, but it's really up to you what you do with them. finished episode two of the grow daily podcast if you enjoyed please 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 subscribe and if it resonated with you please share with your friends and also stream and download it whether it's on spotify google or even apple podcast it's on all platforms so go no excuses social media is at rafina mitchell and the youtube channel is at rafina mitchell as well so yeah thanks for listening episode two done and dusted and i can't wait to share episode three with you guys and remember it doesn't matter how fast you grow what matters is the fact that you're growing